Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with a special interview for you today here on Wave 94. My guest in the studio is Mr. Bill Harper. Bill is the leader and founder of Return to Glory Ministries, and they have a men's boot camp coming up. It's a ministry boot camp. It's called Return to Glory Boot Camp. We're going to give you all the details, but if, if, the, uh, if you're a man or if the man in your life has some frustrations, has some aggravations, some temptations, and you find yourself running into some hurdles or you're going through a valley and you don't know quite what's next in your life, well, maybe we have some answers and maybe this boot camp is for you. But we're going to be talking with Bill Harper now. Bill, welcome to Wave 94. Thanks, Doug. Glad to be here. Well, tell me just a little bit about Return to Glory Ministries. Well, you know, we believe it's it's a whole bunch of men who have gotten together. None of us are ordained pastors or anything like that, but we've seen an amazing restoration in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus. And it's a, a message that you, you don't find in a lot of places. It's kind of unique. And I I'd say what's what's really unique about what we do is is we go after the heart. You know, we're given all this knowledge and and all the 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 understanding and and basically most every sermon, most every uh, Sunday school I've ever had is you know don't do this, do this, do this better, and it becomes a, a kind of a performance based thing. But if you don't give a man back his heart, if he's not living from a heart that's fully restored and connected with the Savior and, and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's kind of cruel to just tell him to do all these things. So in a nutshell, we go after the heart, and we can't do it. We kind of like, uh, I say we uh, open the doors or we uh, find the key to open the door, or sometimes we hope to uh, uh, kick the door in, but the, the Holy Spirit, Jesus does the work. It's not us. So you're talking about the difference between uh, having a heart toward God and a performance-based religion, and it made me think that maybe a lot of people start with that heart towards God. They realize that they're saved by grace. They're thankful to have their sins forgiven. They begin this amazing journey with God, with the Holy Spirit welling up within them with that living water. And then it turns into performance-based as they become frustrated, they sin, they still ask forgiveness, but they realize, man, you know, I just do not have it going on here. I am not measuring up. Kind of like getting beat up by the world. Yeah, well, I get it. Well, then what happened? <laughs> well, you go back to the beginning. Um, I, I would say that, that, that all of this understanding and knowledge, you know, has, here's my story in a bit. Um, relationship with Jesus in the Trinity, and I'm doing my, my arm in a vertical motion here, the relationship with Jesus in the Trinity has given me life, it's given me restoration, it's uh, improved all my relationships on this level. It's almost like a waterfall coming down and then flowing out in all directions around me, improved my relationship with my wife and my children, and the most difficult relationship of all to get right is my relationship with myself. Now, all the information, all the, all the theology, the doctrine is good, important foundational information to know what's in the Word, but it was more like knowing about God versus knowing God, mm -hmm. okay? And the knowing God thing, I think, is very difficult in this world, and I think we're opposed. I think the enemy doesn't want us to really have an open heart, because then we would be on fire, and then we would be dangerous, 
for God mm-hmm. in that way. And so that's what I think is unique about what we do. We're going for the heart. We're going for a, an opening and a window in a man's heart. Um, and I believe it. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in me. And Jesus, Jesus always shows up. He hasn't let us down yet. Well, there may be some pastors or men's leaders out there thinking, you know, I've tried to reach these men in my church, and it just seems like I can't get anywhere. But you're saying you've seen good results in working with men. What, what have you done? Well, again, I say we haven't done anything. Start with this. Um, when Jesus, about every time he healed somebody in the Gospels, he started with the form of the question, what do you want? Uh, the cripple by the pool of Siloam who'd been there how many years waiting for the waters to be stirred, he said, do you want to get well? And so you start with desire. If you're comfortable in your life and whatever, this retreat may not be for you. If you're seeing that there's something more that you can't capture, if there's a different level you want to go to, you want, where is this freedom? Where is this abundant life that Jesus promised? If you're missing that, then it, you may be interested in this. Well, I'll tell you again, the retreat is called the Return to Glory Boot Camp, and it's coming up in April, so you have plenty of lead time now to start planning, maybe rally some other men to come with you, get some men in your church to come. It's in April, April 16th through the 19th in Mariana at a retreat center, and you can find all the information on the Return to Glory Ministries website, and it's rtgministries.org. RTG stands for Return to Glory. So the website, rtgministries.org, or I'll give you a phone number, and I'll repeat it later in the interview as well. But the phone number is 850 and you can call that number for Return to Glory Ministries. Find out more about this Return to Glory Boot Camp, which is for men. And is this a unique retreat, or is it just like a bunch of others, Bill? You know, um, there are a bunch of men doing this same form of the retreat. We'll start back with John Eldridge, who started this uh, very soon after he authored the book Wild at Heart. And I will highly recommend the book Wild at Heart because it's a primer. It's a little bit of homework. If you like what that said about a journey of a man finding his heart and, uh, and finding healing of his wounds, his hurts, habits, and hang-ups through Jesus, then emerging into the world. If you like that, you'll love the boot camp. The boot camp is not a rehash. It's not a repeat. It takes it a lot deeper. Is it unique? No. Years ago, uh, when John Eldridge started his parent ministry, they started having so much popularity for his boot camp that it became a two-year waiting list. When I tried to get in in 2006, it was about that. And so he says to all the men who are attending, he says, guys, take this home. This is not patented. It's the gospel. Mm-hmm. You're living it. It's restored your hearts. Take it home. And right now, there are, uh, last count, about 30 different groups all over the world. I, they've taken it to Ireland, South Africa, Australia, had a retreat in Hawaii. But they're all over the world doing essentially the same thing. Essentially, meaning it's the gospel. But they're all telling their own stories. It's their own version of, of restoration. And it's huge. Um, we've seen, you know, what we're based on and the scripture that I have on the back of my business card 
is out of Luke 4. We call it Isaiah 61 Restoration because, remember, uh, that was pretty much his first public coming out, Jesus, of his ministry. Remember, he had been, uh, he'd been baptized in the Jordan, and then he spent 40 days in the desert with temptation, and he comes to his hometown of Nazareth, and he stands up in the synagogue, and they hand him a scroll. And he turns to Isaiah 61, and he said, and I paraphrase here, he said, Behold, I have come to restore the brokenhearted, to give sight to the blind, and set the captives free. So the point is, of this Christian walk we're living in, where is this freedom? Where is this abundant life that he promised? Ah, that's what we go after. That's where we're at. That's what we're looking for. I say that uh, Jesus is the arrow and the archer. And your heart is his target. All we're going to do is bring you closer so he doesn't miss. <laughs> so you have some unique uh, strategies and plans over the course of the boot camp to help kind of I think of a funnel where they start to kind of with a diverse uh, range of problems or, you know, uh, hang ups. But you're funneling them towards Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um Without going into the details of the boot camp, we try to keep that a mystery. It's, yeah, we don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it away. <laughs> but um, here's what we do is we start slow. We have some gatherings. Um, we use a lot of movie clips because these movie clips can can open up a transcendent window in a man's heart. I guarantee you there's some that will make you cry because mm. you get in touch. Remember, the heart is central. That's where we're going for. Uh, we, we go deeper. We don't go all at once. And then after we've been in, a guy, take a guy into his heart for a while. We'll ask him to go out with a code of silence and we'll just absolutely have nothing to say but between you and God, your journal, your pen, be quiet and listen. Then, you know, after going deep for a while, man needs to come up to air. So we come up and we have fun. Uh, on Friday, we uh, have a professional paintball crew come in from Dothan, you know, suit us up with all the gear and they play referee. That's a blast. <laughs> and a bunch of men getting together, shooting each other. That, that'll do a lot for your heart. And then, uh, and then the next day we have a canoe trip. It's right there in Mar- Mariana. We can complete the whole thing with the car spot and all in about three hours. So we get outdoors a lot. There's campfires in the evenings. We show some movies. So we go deep and we ask a man to lean into it, but we also don't keep him there too long. Mm-hmm. We give him a break. Mm-hmm. It's a good combination. Sounds like uh, you've done this before. Oh, yeah. Quite a few times. Uh, we did it for some of the years, uh, t- 2009 to 2012 here in Tallahassee. There's a bunch of guys coming up from Tampa. They're Wild Men Ministries. They're on the website. And they're going to partner with us and bring some of their teams who are coming together. They've been doing it since 2006, I believe. And like I said, there's groups all over. Uh, that have been doing this. Um, I'm going to ask you in a second about results that you've seen, so you can think about that or testimonies or whatever. While I remind people once again, we're talking with Bill Harper. He is the leader and founder of Return to Glory Ministries, and we're talking about the Return to Glory Boot Camp coming up in April in Mariana. Uh, A few days worth there, the 16th through the 19th of April. And the website for more information, rtgministries.org. Or the phone number to call is 850-459-0618. So you've had these before. Tell me about some of the good fruit you've seen from it. There are a group of men who stand beside us and with us that have had a restored life. But you know, the biggest thing I've seen is a change to them to want more of Jesus, to want more of his restoration. Um, everybody's story is different. 
and they're battling different fears, different wounds, different addictions, and in their form of the battle is is different. Let me tell you about my story, uh, the passion that I had, and how it came about. Uh, I was an army brat raised by a, a military father. Uh, my mother died quite suddenly, um, and I never did grieve. Uh, I ran off to military school in, in search of flight suits and silver wings. As a junior in high school, I left home, and I was in search of my validation and glory by being a fighter pilot. Now, that's a big one. You can say you're somebody, right, if you're a fighter pilot. And off I went through the academy and, and graduation and pilot training, and I ended up being an instructor for a while and then wanted to go to fighters, and they sent me to helicopters, da-da-da. But I, for all those years, I still hid, uh, defined myself indeed by being a pilot, you know, flight suit and silver wings. Uh, healthy marriage, not really. Uh, abundant relationship with God, barely. Uh, going through the motions, wondering is there more. And struggles and, and pain and redemption. And uh, a series of those finally brought me to my knees in 2005. And in that struggle, the timing, I picked up the book Wild at Heart and I discovered a new and abundant relationship. It was, it was a fight because the enemy didn't want me to be free. And since then, as I said about the flow of the Trinity in my life, the, the abundance of the love, of the connection, the relationship with, with Christ in the Trinity has just out, flown out in all directions. I cannot keep it a secret. It is so huge. And you will be opposed. There's an enemy that doesn't want you to be free. Hmm. We talk a lot about that, understanding the nature of the warfare that we're in. And I want to talk about this world at war we're in and living in the love story, too. Um, countless men. I, if you want to see the restoration, come and see. As Jesus said, come and see to the retreat. There will be men here who've been walking in this road for years, and their stories will be shared. We have lots of personal testimonies in this. We talked about the war, and there are some of our listeners, either themselves or maybe some men that they know really feel like they're in a Warfare. war. Yeah, so talk about that. Well, you know, when you go back to uh, God's story begins way before Genesis, uh, the Trinity, the word was God, the word was with God and in John one, and then comes war in heaven and Satan was cast down. And then Genesis one, the garden and the apple. And from then we've been fighting this war against, against the enemy. We're born, here's the statement to remember, we're born into a world at war but we're trying to live in the love story. It was broken. Just look around. Just look at the disease, the addictions, the divorces, the homeless children. And now in the Christmas season, look at what's happening over in, in with ISIS and the slaughter of the children. That sounds a lot like Herod in the Christmas season. So we're in a world at war. But within this world at war, there is a love story. There is the message of the restoration of Christ. There is hope. And you're trying to live in it, and sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it looks like the Appalachian Trail that I was able to hike uh, with some friends the other day. Pictures are on the website right now, by the <laughs> way, of that trip. And just God singing His creation. And sometimes living in the love story within the world at war, sometimes it looks like a foxhole on Omaha Beach. 
People are broken and bleeding and dying and so afraid to try to come into the love story. So if there's one thing I would say that we're looking for to bring to a man, to bring to uh, a community, is a sense of the love story and living in it. You know what it does for me? When I see the warfare that everybody else is in, I'm able to forgive quicker. I'm able to understand their place. I've learned how to have a healthy boundary to whatever is going on, but yet at the same time understand where they're coming from. And and just to, to live in life with with love in my heart instead of resentment, instead of and especially fear, you know, that's probably the biggest gift that I've seen in my heart in the last three years is learning what am I afraid of and what am I really not afraid of, you know. Well, first of all, you know, a man is not supposed to be afraid. Oh, in his core, you telling me the truth? You, we all have fears, <laughs> don't we? And let's get honest about it. Um, the poser. We start with looking at how a man hides, all right? Um, I think it all started with the garden. After he ate the apple, God comes back in and says, Adam, where are you? He knew he had shifted. It wasn't that he didn't know where Adam was. He knew exactly where Adam was. I think the statement, Adam, where are you, is a statement of you've moved. Mm -hmm. And where do we move? He moved to. We see it in the next statement. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So we've been hiding behind stuff all the time. Case in point, myself, I was hiding behind my flight suits and silver wings. Mm -hmm. Doug, you're an awesome radio producer. You know, do you have that label that you get? We all have this. Uh, we hide behind our personalities, our titles, our money, power, and prestige. Get in behind that, and we're getting somewhere. We're getting to the heart. Mm -hmm. Well, You see what I'm saying? Put two and two together now. I'm going to maybe challenge you a little bit here. I want you to bring put these two together because it is a proper, and I'm not going to say that it is proper, but in this scenario, it is proper to hide when you're at war. Uh, look, depends on who your enemy is. Well, yes. So okay. I just want Jesus. you to flesh this out. A okay. Bit. All right. All right. Jesus is not our enemy. Mm -hmm. He is our ally. He is our leader. He is our source of strength and the provider of all the weapons for this war, as it says in the book of Ephesians, mm -hmm. the full armor of God. Okay. So we don't hide from our leader, our, our source of strength. He's our connection. And do we hide from the enemy? Oh, yeah. If I can be invisible to him, that'd be good. But rather be prepared for what he's going to bring to you. Hiding's not only going to work for so long because, you know, he, he's got your number and eventually he will come after you, especially if you become powerful in the kingdom. If you become healed, he doesn't like that. So, no, the... the the real essence of how we hide is how we hide our own hearts from ourselves and therefore Christ. Uh, and then we hide in the context of men. I have never had a more tender, a more real, a more solid group of men in my life than I do now. All is a part of this restoration. We don't have to hide from each other. Because that's not the point. We know what we're going through. And do you know the support that gives you when you have uh, real comrades in arms, real uh, significant relationships, honest and open? That's, that's huge. That's what we're going for. That's what I've seen. You ask, what's the testimony? I've seen a whole army of men come together in this kind of relationship. 
So it sounds almost like you have more going on with Return to Glory Ministries than just the boot camp. We would love to see this take hold in individual pockets in Tallahassee. As of yet, it really hasn't happened into formed groups. We have hopes. We have plans. I will tell you, the guys in, in Tampa who are coming up to Wildman Ministries been very successful in that. Individual churches within a 40-mile radius have outposts or, or meeting groups. I would like to see that. Uh, currently, you can tell everybody that if you're interested, come out every Tuesday uh, at 8.30 at Panera Bread up on Market Square, and there's a group of guys there who are meeting right now. Um, we could set something up. If you're interested, call me. Um, you got the number. You got the website. So if you're interested in it, by all means, pick up the phone. Send us an email right off the website. So you have any advice for someone trying to get a men's group going in their own church? Yeah, I would say, first of all, read the book Wild at Heart, which is a primer to living from a heart fully alive and restored. A good friend of mine, Ernest, who's in this with me, says, uh, Harpo, what's that gum you're chewing? I want a piece of that gum. Mm -hmm. I want to see what what is that thing that you're going through life with, that secret to freedom, that lift, that, that light that you're carrying. What is that? I suggest that once you get that and get to that, it will attract men. Um, so uh, go deeper. Ask, is there more? Or as Jesus asked the man at the pool of Siloam, the cripple, he said, do you want to get well? What do you want? Was a question that Jesus asked almost every time before he healed somebody. Mm -hmm. And we lead with that question. I'm kind of revealing things that we keep a secret. So what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want? Well, you can find more information and maybe even find exactly what you want by coming to this boot camp. And so I'll remind you once again, we're talking with Bill Harper. Bill is the leader and founder of Return to Glory Ministries. That's where the RTG comes from on the website, Return to Glory Ministries. All the details on the website, you can go there and just click the little tab that says boot camp rtgministries.org and that's for the Return to Glory Boot Camp which is coming up April 16th through the 19th in Mariana and you heard earlier about some of the exciting things that make up the boot camp. I really like the idea of going deeper and going lighter and going deeper and going lighter. It just sounds like a great time of uh, learning about yourself, learning a little bit from the other men around you as well as just having some fun. Here's the phone number 850 459 0618. One more time, 850-459-0618. And one of the things that somebody might ask is, well, uh, what about the women? Or some women might be saying, I don't know if uh, all these men getting together for a boot camp. I don't know about that. What would you say? Well, the first thing I'd say is that if you send your man to something like this, if the man comes back with a heart that's alive in the process of restoration with Christ, you will see the results if he's your husband or if he's your, if he's your uh, significant other. Um, I would love to see a parent, another ministry come up for women alongside of us. Again, the women haven't stepped up to that. I'm all about the support of that. You will find that the parent ministry in Colorado, Ransomed Heart, of John Eldridge, who was the author of Wild at Heart, they have a huge uh, women's ministry parallel to the men's. Indeed, I told you about the book Wild at Heart, which is a primer. Mm -hmm. If they're interested, just pick up the book. 
And, and if you like that, you'll love this. The parent book or the, the, the parallel book for women is called Captivating, uh, written by John and Stacy Eldridge. Out there, they have women's retreats, captivating retreats. Uh, they do the same thing with men. Although the, the woman's story, the woman's uh, wound uh, the, based on, you know, from, from the fall is a little different than a man's, so it's handled a little differently, um, there is a huge one out there. I'm praying. I would like to see a woman's parallel ministry come to, come to fruition in Tallahassee. So I'd say if you're a woman out there, read the book Captivating, and if that gets your attention, uh, share it with others, and you get enough ladies who want to do this, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. It's just I can't lead a woman's ministry. Yeah. So what <laughs> is it about John Eldridge and Wild at Heart that was so uh, break, uh, such a breakthrough? Such groundbreaking. Um, probably I would say that I was at a ready at a place in my mind where I was ready to hear it in my life. Uh, things had proved empty. Um, I, I, I'm a voracious reader and the Holy Spirit will talk to me so much through prophets like Eldridge and, and Larry Crabb and uh, Max Lucado, uh, excellent authors. But it hit me at a point when I needed my heart back. I needed my heart in the game because all the rules and all the rigid and all the do this, don't do this, do this better, just to form. Uh, I've been living under the gospel of sin management, and sin management is essentially where you're trying to just follow this rule and do this and don't do this. And, and eventually it gets to the point where you're just under the law again. You know, you just have a whole bunch of rules where the, the content is what matters. I'll tell you that the, the, when, when you know all about God, but you really can't follow him, the Pharisees, they knew more about the Bible in their day than most of ever will. And back then it hardened their hearts. And I think my heart had been hardened to agree. Um, it, it's knowledge alone is not everything. And when you have that relationship, you need the relationship with the Savior. Oh, I t- we talk a lot about the, the, the heart of Jesus throughout of it. And I will tell you, the one of the most recent books that John Eldridge wrote that really, really touched me deeply was about Jesus entitled Beautiful Outlaw. In a premise, in a word, um, you've heard the phrase, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Okay, teach a man a biblical principle, uh, you help him solve a problem. Teach a man to know the Savior, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you help him solve the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. There are too many situations to be encountered that, that are they're not enough in Scripture to cover it all. Mm-hmm. You know, so many gray areas. So being in step with the Savior and hearing his voice is the essence of this freedom. And I don't think that you can get the restoration that Jesus offered in, in uh, Luke 4, the Isaiah 61 restoration where the, the, the blind will see, the brokenhearted will be the restored, and the captives will be set free. You can't can't do that without your heart being connected in relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point here. It reminds me of basically I heard some parents talking about how hard it was to parent, <laughs> and I've uh, I raised four kids, and my youngest just graduated from college, and I said, well, it, I'm not saying it was super easy, but it, I didn't go through any uh, terrible, you know, shark pits, but. Um, my goal from the time they were born was that they have their own relationship with God, not to teach them a bunch of rules or here's what dad says, do what dad says, but to have God in them, 
have their own relationship with God, and then he'll be able to lead them and teach them through anything they encounter, and it will be coming from within and their from own within. walk with God. From within. I, uh, my oldest is graduated from college and married, and I, too, my youngest is graduating this year from college. And you know, uh, what was I afraid of with my children? With all the rules and pushing them to do this and don't do this and do this and don't do this, I was almost pushing the law on them. Now, that's not to say that boundaries aren't healthy. Sure. They are. But I'm saying all, follow all the rules. I think eventually, when I talked about the relationship with Jesus that's flowed on me like a waterfall that's flowing out, they see something in me that is surrendered, that is tender, that has a heart. And if nothing else, they're attracted to Jesus because of what they see in me. I mm-hmm. uh, don't want that to sound haughty, and I can't, I can't, um, you know, dwell that oh, I'm so cool, and you know, mm-hmm. that, let that go. But if you've asked about relationship restoration since my big awakening in 2005, I think you'll find my wife, my children, uh, my close siblings, and and my mom are saying, yeah, you've changed. You've changed. And it's kind of like I'm not afraid of things as much. I think there's only two root emotions, love and fear. And you live in the love story and get rid of the fear. Well, I want to, uh, we'll close with all the details about the boot camp once again. But you've alluded to this several times during our discussion. And that is this, uh, the power of fear. Mm-hmm. And you even mentioned how in the last few years, you've, you've had more enlightenment about that subject of fear. So share some of your light. Yeah, I'd say that um, recently when I'm in quiet moments, listening prayer, more or less, I'm going into my heart and I'm inviting Jesus in there and I, and I ponder some issue in my life. The question comes up, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid that I will be embarrassed in front of men? Am I afraid that I'm going to look stupid? Am I afraid that somebody's going to yell at me or shun me or, or one of the wounds from my past was abandonment? Am I afraid that I'm going to get shunned and therefore abandoned again? All those fears are invalid because my connection these days is so abundant that I'm not afraid of any of that. Now, there are healthy fears. There are healthy fears that I will wound my children, that I will uh, uh, make a great mistake in judgment. And, and so those things are things to be aware of. But they, they morph out of a fear into just a awareness in, in, in a place of significance and sobriety would be a better word than mm. fear. Where you're thinking about these things clearly, but the outcome is not up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just called to do my best and to live from a surrendered heart. And if some of these things don't work out, I actually have a lot less fear in planning this retreat than I did many years ago. There's a testimony right there. The outcome's not up to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are you afraid of is a question really for the individual to take to God. I can't answer that for you. Mm-hmm. I can answer, go, go to the Holy Spirit with my fears, but I can't answer yours. Mm-hmm. Take them to him. He's what it's about. Bill Harper can't help you as much <laughs> as Jesus can. That's what I'm saying. All right, well, here are the details for the Return to Glory Boot Camp. It's coming up in April, April 16th through the 19th in Mariana. 
It's at an Assembly of God retreat center, so it's a really nice place there. You're not going to be uh, sleeping out on the ground in a, a Civil War tent. Nope, none of that. <laughs> there will be bunk rooms, but that's okay. We called it a boot camp. There's going to be an excellent retreat center, adequate food, plenty of space to move out, campfires in the evening, and activities. In addition to, I told you, we do the paintball. and also do a canoe trip. There's a golf nearby, and you, during our breaks, uh, we get about Three and a half hours on Friday, about four and a half hours on Saturday to go do whatever you want. You can chill. You can go hang with the guys. By the way, the bonding with the guys during those moments and, and taking, hey, man, what would you think about that? Did God talk to you? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of this. I got this issue with, uh, you know, relationships. And that's when so much of the bonding occurs. And when you when you leave that place making friends that you never knew when you walked into, mm-hmm. those are the guys you're going to hang with later. That's part of the point of this whole thing. Mm. Anyway, so we have a big activity center with a gym, and uh, it's going to be a good place, a quality, a quality place in Mariana. Well, it sounds good. It's the Return to Glory Boot Camp. The website again, rtgministries.org. And the phone number, 850-459-0618. And if you missed any of that, of course, you can always call us here at Wave 94. So, Bill Harper. It's been great. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Doug. It's been great. And I hope you can make it, too. Oh, sounds like it's going to be a great event. Maybe you'll see Doug Apple there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Bill Harper. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple. All for the kingdom. 